1: What is up, Houston? Welcome to another episode of the official Dynamo Theory podcast. I hope you haven't given up on your New Year's resolutions already, but my name is Rudy Segura, and today, today is a good day because a coach has finally been announced, and I'm excited because surely player signings, maybe a few DPs are coming soon. But before I get started and get continued, let me introduce our usual guys. And after being out last week, Christian Putalias is back. What is good, bro? Surprise,
0: surprise, motherfucker. The king is back. I'm back. What's up, everybody? Uh, Christian again. Uh, COVID couldn't hold me back, so I'm back for another episode uh yeah man uh but yeah you can always check us out at dynamo theory for everything dynamo theory uh, dynamo where you get everything there don't forget we do a monday wednesday thir- uh, fridays we do breakfast links where you know you get a, a couple different stories of of like during the days or during the week about the world of soccer and you can click on them and you can kind of read a little bit about them uh ig and twitter same thing you know at podcast at gmail.com if you want to you know send us an email or anything like that you can find me at chris putaleas you can find rudy at, at rudy segura three and you can find rodrigo also at Rudy oh rodrigo segura zero one there you go but yeah man glad to be back i'm here for for another uh great episode i missed uh last week some uh, talking about, you know, the coach, but I'm here to, you know, talk shit a little bit.
1: Hey, man, it's good to have you back. We definitely missed you last week. Uh, Rodrigo, obviously, it's also here in the mix. So what's up, man?
2: Hey, how's everybody doing? I'm Dynamo fans. Uh Hope everybody's having, I guess, a happy new year now. Um, but yeah, I'm glad to be back. <laughs> this is third in a row for me. So I think that's a good sign. Um, but I we are keeping soccer.
1: you. You have been <laughs> hired, and we're gonna pay you zero point dollars
0: Are you DP that's more than I'm making? now. <laughs> that's a, that's it gets you out contract.
1: of the, it's out of that negative man. That's all you want. But um, <laughs> this, this episode again is gonna be ninety nine percent Paulo Nagamora, if not maybe a hundred, just because Christian I'm sure had a ton to talk about last episode. But this is my question to you, Mister. Covid can't stop me. Yeah. Man. What was your first thought when the news broke, like by Glenn Davis about you know Dynamo signing Paulo Nagamora, You know your 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 uh your what's it called? Your phone just ping. You had that yeah. notification, and you're mm-hmm. like.
0: Why? So basically, well, everybody, I mean, I'm not going to hide the fact that I'm not a like MLS expert, you know, like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty new to the league. So, you know, everything, all these names that are coming up, um, you know, Pablo Nagamura and like the LA coach that I just got. And, you know, just all these people that are just keep popping up from, from like the past, you know, uh, of the U S men's national team, Um, you know, all, to me, they're all new names. So obviously when I heard, you know, Uh, paulo nagamura i was like who is this why are we hiring japanese guys now you know like who is this guy who is paulo nagamura japanese brazilian you know uh slash you know skc guy like you know i had no idea so obviously you know you just start you know the first thing that i saw you know was were comments that were not too great and i was like ah you know here we go certain people commenting you know oh this is what we get this is what we got you know whatever whatever but, you know, after you start like kind of like digging in into his background, you know, you, you start seeing, you know, more things that go beyond just the name or just where he comes from. So, but, you know, I'll, I'll let you guys talk because I could go forever. But, but yeah, basically, my Man. first thought was, who's this guy?
1: There you go. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think we all had that same reaction. I think even, you know, uh, Glenn Davis had that reaction. You know, people in the media closer to the team, maybe even some that get paid. I think it may have like come out of nowhere. Like you mentioned about the, you know, the Twitter, the Twitter, uh, Twitter feed just, <laughs> just blown up, like not in his favor by any means. Uh, but we'll get into that. But this is my thing. So as fans, right, uh, we've been asking for change. Last season, you know, you know, the supporters picked up about change and change came and change is here, right? Ted Siegel is a new uh, owner. Uh, And then Pat Onsetter was hired on as a general manager. So this is my pun. In Dynamo Theory, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we got what we asked for, right? So shouldn't we trust the process? Uh, Rodrigo, what do you think about that?
2: Definitely. I mean, at first, you know, I'm kind of a Christian. I knew who he was, but I think, and like most, we kind of went through the, well, for me, the five stages of grief pretty quickly. Just because <laughs> we were sold on, you know, uh, Jaime Lozano. And most, mostly because of the recency bi- bias that, you know, he came from the Olympics, doing well. Lo- looks like he was a successful coach. So I think we were all sold on that. And then when we hear a different name, you know, we just went well for me you know you kind of like are a little bit angry and you know um don't know what to expect from a, a coach that hasn't also been, you know, coaching in, in the MLS before. Um, but at the same time, just go through the acceptance of like, okay, you know, he's going to be our coach. Let's look at the positives. I, you know, like any other coach, I think we should only start judging him once the season is over of like what he did, what he can do better, or, you know, all, all, all and everything about how the season ended up going for him. Um, I think right now it's too early to even judge him because um, we don't know. I mean, he might be the best coach in the next ten years, and right now we're complaining about him. So, yeah, you know, everybody has to start somewhere. Why not start at the Dynamo? And maybe who you knows? He moves on to better things, and he's one of the top coaches in the world. So,
1: right, and, and like uh, I, was, I gotta have a little hope. Well, and like I was saying, it was a lot of like a couple a month ago. You know, ninety or a hundred percent of the fans were like, "Where would Pat On said, you know, this is a." Uh, a process it can be overnight and as soon as that you know nagamora's name popped up and and don't get me wrong i think lozano kind of in the same boat once you put them uh, side by side and what they bring to an extent you know younger guys not a lot of professional experience but like you said it's the two names right somebody's telling you hey do you want a in in your mind don't don't get me i don't want to but if somebody tells you like hey this is a ford Or do you want a, you know, a Sab or, you know, a name that doesn't even seem that familiar, then you're going to go with the Ford, right? If somebody tells you like that, you're going to go with the the name that you keep hearing all the time. And we know that a big uh, population, especially in Houston, is from Mexico. So, you know, they throw a Mexican uh, coach around, um, you know, you kind of are excited because you're like, oh, man, what would be the possibility uh, to have him as the coach? But yeah, uh, Christian, I guess just go on. Like, shouldn't we be trusting the process?
0: Well, I mean, me personally, yeah, of course. Like, why why shouldn't we? Like, like you were saying, weren't we the ones saying, you know, a couple of months ago, a couple, you know, weeks ago, you know, we're going to trust Pat Onstad. We're going to trust the process. We're going to, you know, believe in him and believe in everything that he's going to do with the team and stuff like that. But yeah, like you were saying, I think a lot of people are still like in that mindset that they want like a Mexican you know either player or or big name a coach and stuff like that and it's you know like I said it on on our group chat that we have it's nothing against like mexican people or anything like that and and I completely understand that you know this market in Houston it is very closely related you know to that mexican market but why are we so fixated in like having to have a mexican household name in the Houston Dynamo just because it's going to bring you know that that Mexican side of 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 like Houston, which you know I could counterpoint that you know by saying, of course, like we need it. You know, obviously there's a there's a lot of Mexican people, or Hispanic people here in Houston, and you know having a big name and stuff like that would bring a lot of people to the seats. But you know if you're trying to build you know a club and stuff like that, like you know those names are gonna just come and fade away, and you know, nothing's gonna happen. Like you know you see Atlanta when they went, you know, with with Tata Martino, obviously they, they did win a championship and obviously they did bring in a guy that was like literally coaching Argentina national teams. Obviously it's two different things, but I mean, do they really create, I mean, You could argue that they created something, you know, because they packed the stadium, you know, every single game. But I don't know. Is it do they really have like an identity because of the coaching staff or is because of the people that created it? You know, the people that were backing up, you know, the club as a club and not the club because of the names that were there. You know, like they stood behind a Joseph Martinez that nobody knew him. till he came to Atlanta basically in a way. And they blew up like that. And I don't know. I just think I like didn't I are, didn't
1: even know Venezuelans play soccer.
0: I mean, either. I was like, I thought they play baseball, you know. So, like, you know, no, no shade to Venezuelans because there's a lot of good Venezuelan, you know, people. Uh, you know, Kevin Garcia, is he Venezuelan? No, you know, he's, he's
1: Colombian. But oh, hey, cl- close enough. <laughs> I want to add to, you know, what you were mentioning, because it's true. You don't know, you know, if the stadium's going to continue to be full. It at Atlanta if, you know, things don't go as well, right? Obviously, I think every new expansion, obviously we saw Austin FC, I think they, they were the only ones to sell out their stadium. I think that's great, but I want to be more of like a Seattle Sounders or a Portland where a lot of those coaches and players are a little bit unknown and they, they're there. And I mean, come on, just look at Seattle, right? Look at how they started. Look at their coach. He's one of those guys that has been in the Seattle uh, culture. You know, I think he played for Seattle back in the 70s or 80s. You know, he coached the, uh, when they were like in the USL. Like, it's a lot of rooted aspect of the game that obviously here in Houston we don't have or we we lost, right? Because at one point we had like the Dynamos, you know, in the 80s. And I think the Hot Shots used to play here. But it all kind of faded away. There's not really a connection. And I think is, this is the perfect time for, you know, our general manager and our um, owner to step in and create that culture. And I'm with you, dude. I'd rather have like a no-name quote-unquote coach that has all the potential and maybe we can spend it on a named player or just, you know, a talented player from a league that is known. Um, but Radu, do you want to add anything else to that?
2: Yeah, I definitely think um, having obviously a winning team will bring more fans and eventually you can bring whoever you want so you can bring more fans to the stadium. But at the same time, like Christian saying, I think your loyal fans is what carries the team. You know, you got to have that backing, first of all, um, because we know in Houston there's so many um, soccer country nationalities i should say um that love the sport and they want to have a good team they want to have that but you know when things haven't lined up in the last what seven eight years um nobody wants to you know go to the last place team uh, to watch a game and
1: and that's what i was gonna say uh the, you know going back to like nagamura i you know i'm sure that pat hiring nagamura was the best option right if you're smart why would you sabotage your own job security You know, why would you hire someone that is going to suck for a, you know, we again, we felt like suckers for quote unquote bigger names that were linked to the club being. Jimmy Lozano being Jesse Marr, just names that people would throw and They were maybe not even serious ever like Luchi Gonzalez, you know, uh, Busetich. There's a lot of names that were na- uh, mentioned after the fact, but what you just said is true. We have to be honest and, and know that we we've sucked the last eight years. You know, we apart from, you know, us as a team, not making the playoffs. I mean, the organization itself has been terrible. So, I guess the question is, or, you know, we should believe that uh, Nagamura is the right man for the job right now, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah, of course. If, if he wasn't the right man, he would have been been hired. I mean, I don't know. I see, like, these are the things that I don't understand about people that just don't understand. Like, you know, because a lot of people want to talk about soccer and a lot of people want to talk about culture. And a lot of people want to talk about, you know, uh, creating a soccer culture, creating this, you know, the town and this and this and that. But then whenever somebody makes a decision that seems to be the proper one, because if you look, you know, if you talk, if you talk to people that know MLS, you know, that know soccer culture in the United States, they will tell you that Nagamura, he is a good option. You know, he's he's probably not the best. I don't I mean, I don't know if he's the best option out of, you know, if we had multiple options, but he's the best option for what you're trying to do in this league in this specific league, you know, like. Jaime Lozano maybe wouldn't been the best fit because First of all, you know he only coached in Mexico. He only coached, you know, in a di- completely different league that, you know, than this one. You know, you cannot, you can still, you can't compare the two leagues, and you can see that easily. You know, you guys see it on your show whenever you see Conca champions. Yeah. Like, Mexican teams, even though MLS teams are, are are getting better and better and better, like Mexican teams, like they bring something different to to the table, and and his passion and his love for the colors. And, his, you know, stuff like that, that you still don't see that in the MLS. You know, people are still, I mean, you saw it in Urruti, you know, that boy flip-flopped in three yeah. three three teams in Texas because he doesn't care about the colors. He doesn't care about, you know, the crest. He only cares about the money, which is completely fine. You know, that's his job in a way. But, you know, what we're trying to do here is create like a soccer culture for the city, for the people in the city, not for to look pretty, or have you know, have be uh, you know, like, like even Rodrigo was saying earlier on Twitter, you know, look at Inter, yeah. they brought Pizarro, they bought uh, uh, the coach, I forget his name, but like, they're supposed to be big, you know, Mexican nationals or just you know, just big names in their prospective leagues and wherever they came from, and they ended up with 48 DPS, you know, a French international, yeah. and they couldn't score. hey there's an argentina yeah like yeah they brought pellegrini who ended up playing it and their second team like like look at all these you know
1: gonzalo Higuain, you know
0: yeah the guy couldn't he couldn't run you know to save his life you know and like look at all these names that they brought look at all the money they spent and look where they ended up And you think Dynamo are going to do the same thing? And and I think it has to do a lot
1: with, you know, Pat had mentioned in an or in different interview that he had, I think, with Glenn Davis and the fact of you kind of want to be able to have a good balance, right? I think culture is very important. I think, you know, we make fun of, like, some of the game traditions around the league, like whether it be Atlanta United hammering, you know, a railroad track or something before the game or, you know, maybe LA Galaxy going in between their – their fan base in the stadium but those are things that tie in right they help you uh you know feel like you're a part of the team or feel like you know that you're not just there paying your money and you leave like you kind of want to have that interaction that you know you see your favorite player and you interact with them you may high five them obviously there's a lot of pre-covid stuff but you know they have uh, things that I was able to take advantage of being, you know, a uh, member of the, uh, of the, sorry, member of like uh, the fan, you know, season ticket member Um, they would have like uh, being able to be in the rally tunnel when they're coming out, you know, and it just gives you a whole different perspective of, you know, feeling closer to the team because you go out there and you buy yourself like a uh, Jersey for, you know, a memo Rodriguez, but it doesn't mean much if you don't have a connection with the team. And then you go into the tactical aspect and you want whoever the coach is to be able to tactically, you know, during a game, be able to make changes, be able to, you know, see what the uh, opponent is showing them and be like, hey, we're, we're going to go. From a four three three to a three five two or you know, you play around uh, the what what the formation has given you and as well as leadership. I think, you know, we're hoping that, you know, at, at thirty eight years old nagamura seems like a very you know you see him he's not the tallest guy i don't think he's probably like five seven five eight but the dude it looks a little intimidating i feel like the dude is gonna do some kind of crazy brazilian stunt out of ufc and just snap your neck or something but but that that's good right because you want to ha- be able to see the guy uh having that motivation for his players as well as being able to be um I don't want to say strict, but having that that position of like, hey, I know I'm only 38, but listen to me because, you know, I, I think we have a good way. But here it goes. I'm going to go ahead and change it a little bit. But I think we may have touched on it. But looking at his resume, uh, I guess we'll start with Christian. What's then sound? You know, what is something that he brings that, you know, you think it can translate to the Houston
0: Dynamo? So a lot of people would basically what they focused on was on the numbers right on how many wins how many losses how many ties whatever but what they didn't focus on is that you know his actual position you know like the job behind what he was doing he wasn't there to win games and that's why people don't understand like when you are on a second team when you are on an academy team when you are a usl team that is a number two team to one of the greatest or you know not greatest but one of the biggest clubs in the in the MLS, you know, you're not there to win games. You're not there to lift USL championship, you know, trophies. You're there to, you know, create a pipeline of players that will play in the MLS, you know, in one in two years. Like you don't get, you know, players from the from wherever to come play to your SKC two team to create a culture of like you know, you know. Every year we're gonna compete for the championship, guys. No, you create players that will fit into Peter Verme's team, and right. from there on, you know, go to Italy like Busio at 19 years old. You know, uh, I, I can't think of the names, but like I know they have a, a bunch of names. Like yeah. that's the first one that comes to mind. Yeah. The kid Busio, like he he's the the prime example of like why. Maybe having like you know, and I think that's what we thought of Tab Ramos too, but Tab Ramos comes, you know, he came in as as more. I don't know who said it or where I heard it, but he was more of a selector. He was more of a picker, you know, because that's what you do in the yeah, youth national exactly. Level.
1: It's easy to go and look at the club levels and pick the best team out of yeah there. Than the what sequence. you have yeah. in developing, exactly, exactly.
0: Yeah, like, like, yeah. If you're gonna go and pick the best out of every team that you see, of course you're gonna have a badass team, and of course your records are gonna be good. Of course you're gonna go to the Olympics or to the World Cups and go to like you know the well, you're expected to go right. to at least the quarterfinals, semifinals. You know, even become a champion in those pers- you know wherever you're at. And that's what everybody expected of Tar Ramos. I mean, you have a wide variety of players and clubs go pick the best ones and go win basically but with Nagamura, you're getting kids that you know are are still have to be developed you know from like from not childhood but like you know like you're teaching them basics yeah you're moving them up and you're teaching them tactics you're teaching them how to play as a team day in and day out and and you're there you're living with them basically and and then they move on and they become professionals and that's what you want you know. He, I mean, it I mean, might sound bad, but he's like a Tab Ramos on crack. <laughs> yeah. No,
1: it, it. I think it's it's what we expected and wanted off Tab Ramos. That it wasn't going to exactly. work out, right? Exactly. I think uh if if magamura was the coach for the academy of FC Cincinnati, I think we all would go to PNC Stadium and burn that thing to the ground, right? Because yes. it makes no sense. Why would you do that? But. If and then again, I don't want to sound like comparable, but at the same time, it's kind of to prove a point. It's like you see KC, look, look at KC with Peter Bernice, you know, there. And I think they've only missed two playoffs in like the amount, I think 12 years that he's been with the team. The guy is there and in the, you know, playing the academy. Or sorry, coaching the academy, just to be able to, to you know, give that pipeline for for Peter Mead. You know, he's gonna see, like, hey, this is a player that you know Paulo picked, and this guy, this guy, this guy's pretty good. Keep doing it, and then we're gonna take him away from you. So, I mean, at the end of the day, he's t- taking away your best players, right? So, h- how are you expected to win? And 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 you shouldn't be expected. Do we ever see like a Barcelona B win the second division? Do we see Real Madrid Castilla win the second division? No, and now I'm saying that sporting KC, it'd say Real Madrid or Barcelona, but they're very uh, you know, uh teams that have a lot of uh a capability to go up Christian Gingo so, first. Ex-
0: ex- example, example, like we had one example here right at home. When we were when we were affiliated with RGV, what do we do? We would go down there and pluck their best players and what and bring them in here and sit them on the bench. Look at RGV. They were they I mean, they sucked.
1: Or, or the opposite. I think we'd throw a lot of players that we weren't playing just for them that to too. get some playing time and they didn't do exactly. anything.
0: Exactly. How, how can you create a winning team when you're getting plugged your best players and then some random ass dude comes just for the weekend to play? Yeah. And you and you have to play him because he has experience or because daddy is, daddy
1: told me to play him. Basically. Basically, yeah. And then
0: you see you see RGV, you know, they got their freedom that, you know, they became independent and they went all the way to, you know, I think it was like a quarterfinal or something right. like that. Right. They went far because they were able to create a team and have a constant team. To play you know game in and game out which which i assume that what happens at skc too you yeah. know if peter vermice is a kid that he likes you know he's gonna pluck him right out come you know come train with the first team yeah and how do you expect you know paulo to to have a consistent team a winning team when your best players are being plucked to left and right you know yeah
1: rodrigo um, what do you want to add man
2: yeah no i mean just what you guys are saying but um like <laughs> nagamura um Sorry, that's my dog out here trying to get his words in too. Um, yeah, like Nagamura. One thing that stood out on the um, from pad that he said is um, Nagamura has uh, one of his qualities is willingness to learn, which just means like you know he's not gonna be on his own of like form this team and start winning. You know, obviously he's gonna have a group of talented coaches. Pat himself, um, you know, knows the game in and out. Technical and, uh, director, exactly. Technical d- director now. Um, to form a team where like you want to use all this time, you know, like we get what I can see from him and like from the SKC two team is that he knows who to develop. He he knows the talent out there. We have so many young players um, that we're gonna see come up, you know, and I'm sure there's gonna be. One or two are going to be our top players, and I think that's the main reason um, Pat decided to go with a team like or with a coach like him. For example, like Coco, you know, um, Hadibi, you know, young players. I think Derek Jones is probably going to be our best player this coming season if Nagamuda can find his talent, you know, and push him to what the best he can do. Like we have the young players to promise that already, and then obviously I'm sure there's going to be other talent that he can get. Um, you know, have an experienced coach with a younger team and all you're doing is developing talent, like you said, you know, you don't expect SKC to win or SKC to, sorry, uh, to win, you know, like you just want to develop players, Um, for instance. And I know this an extreme case, but... um, what Zidane did at Madrid, you know, he coached the under team for so long, Real Madrid Castillas, you know, and all he was doing is developing players. Sure, he got that shot to coach Real Madrid, and he did well, but he still brought young players to the team. He still had, you know, young players go into the system from what he, you know the players he liked or that he'd had. I wouldn't say like just develop more, um, and you know, they found success. And I have a feeling like we could be headed in that same direction. Um, It's obvious that we're going to give him some time. Um, I think he's going to be here for the long run, uh, unless something goes south with Pat and Ted with him, but I highly doubt it. I think they're going to give him enough time to – you know, get the team going and develop more players and create more of a winning uh, mentality or winning culture.
1: I guess uh, for time's sake, I'll move on. I do have another question, and it was basically like looking at Nagamura's resume. You know, what is missing that we won? And I think you know, I'm just going to answer for all of us. I, I, I think we wish he did have like you know, pro level like a coach an MLS team before, or even like a first division team in Brazil, wherever it is. You know, having that uh, first. Level competition is obviously a plus. So, you know, that's probably what everybody keeps seeing. And the record that he had with Sporting KC too is very tricky to take into full account. But here's my other question, you know, because Rodrigo did mention about, you know, having plenty of time. I believe the plan for him is to have plenty of time, right, to have a long leash. However, what if he has a 10-game winning-less streak early on? Would he be on the hot seat for you, Christian?
0: No, not at all. I, 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 me, minimum. You can't give a guy like that. If you're trying to, what they're trying to do is create something like long term. You know, because you have to think about the club. You know, that's that's also a thing that I don't understand about people that know about soccer. You know, in quotation marks, is like they don't really think big picture. They think about you know just like oh, we got to win tomorrow. Which yes, it is important, but like you're building a club. You know, a guy. Like Ted Siegel, you know, he spent $500 million on a team and you really think he's not going to like build a pipeline. Like when you're seeing, you know, the guys in in Frisco, you know, a couple hours away from you, they're just selling kids for $20 million to Germany. And and you're not going to, you know, try to replicate that, you know, to kind of compete in that sense. Cause I mean, I just saw a little thread, you know, before we started about how, you know, Dallas should be, you know, considered as a front runner for the MLS cup every year. And the guy gave like the points, you know, because they, they sell players, they, they develop players and like, you know, they should be a constant, you know, they have a billionaire uh, owner. So obviously they have the infrastructure, they have the money, they have this, they have that, but obviously they don't really care about winning obviously. Uh, But they're, they're, you know, they're, they're in the business of, of making players. But, you know, it depends on what we're trying to build here. Are we trying to, you know, Ted said, you know, we're trying to build a winning team, a winning club. So obviously that comes with developing players, developing, you know, like a, the whole club as it all. So with 10 games, you, you can't really do much. If it would have been Tab Ramos, then yes, I would have said 10 games and just chop his head off because he had been right. here two years. You know, but this guy, you know, you know, fresh guy, 10 games are like, we're just going to barely in 10 games. We're barely going to like start seeing how he's starting to play. Like, I don't even think we'll Well, we'll have a full set.
1: And I'm sure that, you know, I don't think they'll get rid of him. And Radu, I want you to elaborate a little bit more. But I do feel that, you know, the people that and we'll get back into some of those tweets. But, you know, the people that are definitely not happy about it are definitely going to want his head. But I hope they don't give in. You know, I don't I, – yeah, exactly. Yeah. I hope they don't give in. But, Radu, you want to add to that?
2: Yeah, I was going to say um, about the whole 10 games. Um, if he doesn't win in 10 games, it's not an issue unless – we don't see any, you know, form of play, any tactics. If he's just randomizing things as he goes, we don't see any identity of what he's trying to build. I think that's going to be concerning. You know, if he's just trying to plug in players, T works, works best. You know, if you're starting to try to do like, you know, do position or just do a high intensity uh, pressure, anything like that, I feel like that's going to be some issues. You know, like if we see that he's building something and, you know, those of us that like soccer can see that right away of like what style of play he's trying to create um i think that's going to be the biggest thing you know do whatever he wants lose win tie as many games as he likes as long as he's consistent in the way of playing
1: well and we know that you know the mls is a very unforgiving league the dynamo have been last in their conference two years in a row and have we you know did we get, uh, did we go to second division? No. So, you know, they can do it. I mean, again, and, and, you know, and I mean the, the team or sorry, the fans that follow this team are going to be super demoralized for sure. But clearly we don't know exactly what his tactics are till he, you know, he's going to have to evaluate the players that are there, of course, gather a few more players, you know, to make make it his squad. But Christian, what would be a successful season for the Houston Dynamo and Nagamora?
0: I think I had always um, said, you know, the playoffs, like at least the last, you know, playoff spot, but I don't know who said it. I don't know why I heard it. So I, I, I can't give you credit for this. But the person said, you know, uh, fighting for a playoff spot, that's enough for me. Like, if we go to the last, it might have been Rodrigo, I think. No, Uh,
1: I'll tell you who it is. It's Finister, the guy that was supposed to be in this podcast. Yes, sir.
0: (laughs) Shout out to Finister. (laughs) Uh, He's probably taking a nap
1: right now. Go
0: go listen to Houston Dynamo. But yeah, yeah, he, well, I guess, yeah, it was him, I guess. Uh, He said, you know, if the Houston Dynamo can, you know, go to the last game of the season with something to play for, that's enough for me honestly like i want to be you know watching the last game you know biting my nails on decision day like i don't want to be another like oh here goes another decision day
1: well exactly yeah, like you you're, you're you're yeah. like eliminated five weeks before decision day. exactly no you don't, want I
0: don't that. I, I, No, i want to be if i'm going to be eliminated from the playoffs i want to be eliminated from my last minute no not even from getting wrecked 5 <laughs> 0 from a really good team. That's it. On the last the- game. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Just that. That I'll take that. And with all, like, you know, whatever, do a bow, take my head off, whatever, yeah. be like, you know, respect, you know.
1: Uh, Rodrigo, you, what would be a successful season? I mean, we all want to say MLS Cup winners, but, you know, realistically speaking, yeah. you know, having this whole new holy trinity of, Ted Siegel, Pat Onstad, and Paulo Nagamura. What would
0: the be perf- a success? the perfect the perfect storm as he's perfect? Beams would yeah, say.
1: It's coming.
2: Honestly, what would be the perfect season for him? Um don't have a 15 winless streak. Amen. <laughs> you know, like honestly, winning some away games, I think that'll be a success because I, I feel like overall home games are almost a given, you know. Another yeah. it's hard to lose home games but you know we've done it so it's possible um but yeah i think you know as as long as you're winning a few away games winning at home um or even tying away games doing something um yeah that's gonna define i think that's a success for him for us in general
1: hey Um, i don't i don't mind if we go win game tie a game lose a game lose the game win the game tie a game you know give me more wins at least every you know (laughs) give me a win like not don't 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 go three months without a win for god's sake just give us some give us some racing canes for the people that go to the games (laughs) score two goals at least you know some excitement but uh here i have a kind of a new little um part of the show that we may add on because i think it's hilarious but um well, I, you know, given I'll give I'll give Houston Dynamo Pot uh, some some kind of shout out here because he has something similar of looking up at uh, Reddit and just kind of what people were saying. And, and it gave me the the bright idea to go with mean tweets. Right. So if you maybe watch like Jimmy Kimmel, they have mean tweets. So so there definitely been a lot of negative you know, out there. And it's understandable. I think, you know, from the past front office and staff members in charge, you know, you can get like a bad taste in your mouth, obviously. So uh, we'll do our first episode of Mean Tweets. And I picked a few, uh, or a and I picked a few. I picked some mean tweets from when the tweet uh, that uh, Glenn Davis broke out the news a week ago about the, you know, sources telling him that uh, Nagamura was going to be the next Houston Dynamo coach. Um, and I'll read them and I will just give your insight, you know, however you want to go for it. And I'll, like Rodrigo and Christian and I'll kind of we'll do like one each basically. And I think I have about five tweets that we'll go through. But here it goes. <laughs> alberto wrote it sucks ass we wasted opportunities and settled for cheap options nothing has changed we're doomed to fall deeper into irrelevance
0: christian hashtag this guy (laughs) (laughs) that's all i got all right i I could go on and on and on but honestly like i don't i don't understand people all
1: right we'll keep going and i add as much as you want or as less as you go but uh There's another guy named Steven Gomez wrote, said it all along. This badass GM hire wasn't going to change anything. Terrible hire from the get-go. And where are all the people with insight, on quotations, that the team was about to spend big money, on quotations, this offseason? Same shit,
0: different year. Rodrigo? <laughs>
2: I don't
0: know, man. Um... All you can do is laugh, honestly. Yeah, I
2: mean.
0: What can you do?
2: I think somebody realized they're, they're not living in New York and <laughs> or a big city where money's not a problem. We're, we're in Houston, guys. Like, we got to be realistic here. We have a yeah. Who, who did, when it comes to who, money. Who do
1: some people expect to get bro, signed? Joe Mourinho?
0: Big big bucks for us is like a $2 million DP, bro. Exactly. Like, we relax. don't even know how much they're going to spend, for God's yeah. sakes.
2: Not even, like, the other big sports teams in Houston spend that much money anymore. <laughs> I know.
1: we need to ask uh, the Astros for some money.
0: For real. So. I'm not even
1: going to
2: pay our players, but okay.
1: <laughs> but that's true. They're, <laughs> like, per- next one up. El. I love this name. El Bupas. El Bupas. wrote <laughs> Todd Ramos 2.0. Christian
0: no, no, I'll do it. <laughs> no, like I, I broke it down. Like right now, like you know, like no, <laughs> they're two different people. <laughs> like they're two different people, two different styles of like coaching. One came from the U.S. national team where you're cherry picking. The other one is a developer of players that have that has been sending players to Serbia or sent one at least, one really good one that plays for the U.S. national team at 19, 20 years old with a number 10 on his back, I think. Uh, Like, bro, no, relax.
1: Yeah. yeah, We don't even know. The guy had to even play your coach or anything. But anyways, and then uh, this one's for Rodrigo. Senor Gold wrote, trash can emoji.
2: (laughs) Um, (laughs) Hashtag Uh, negative Nancy over here. (laughs) You got, you got to give
1: him. I really I think know. that's in your goal for the record. I think it's a disgruntled employee named Matt Jordan.
0: <laughs> it's his burner account, bro. Yeah.
2: No, I think that's tab. <laughs> 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 it has to know. be somebody that got fired through
1: that. I mean, No, I just, the reason I wanted to do this little segment was just, there's so much negativity when nothing has happened. Again, you go from wanting change. Change was made, right? You know, there's a new owner. There's a new general manager. We don't know much of Ted Siegel, of course, as an owner. This is the first time that he owns the team, but he says all the right things. Things that bro, Brenner. It, how many times did Brenner say he was going to open his wallet,
0: bro? He and it, it's been six months. Like, what? What do you want? Like, yeah. what? Like, truly, what do you expect? It's been six months, not even a season. Those
2: media people are getting fed now before it was like nothing apparently
1: exactly for real (laughs) that's a
0: big change right it it used to be just (laughs) popcorn in the media (laughs) bugs. oh my god no it's just i i'm what i what i'm like what boggles my mind is that these are the fans yeah these are the ones that like i don't know and like i said i I wouldn't
2: even call them fans in a way because like they're already negative from the start like yeah Crab, i'll be happy to get a box of skittle sometimes you know it's like hey it's something you know but those people are like oh i wanted a lambo like bro you're Yeah. you need
1: I think the big thing, the big issue for me is, again, you're starting fresh. You can't even judge them yet. I think Pat Onstead's resume speaks for itself. I think he's done good stuff. You know, I was in Columbus and uh, uh, other places he's been at. But this is brand new. Like imagine someone telling you, hey, I'm going to spend some money in the club. Dude, don't expect it to be a, you know, a why will you pay a million dollars for a coach right now we don't we're not going to bring a million dollar you know or an expensive coach when you don't even have the players so like it it just doesn't make sense you kind of have to trust the process and yeah all these fans that are just like over and don't get me wrong this is i will say the amount of people that are kind of angry is much less than the positive i've heard of like polo nagamura being here um you know i think a lot of us is like it's stretching our trust for them but we gotta sit there and trust the process i mean you have to yeah
0: i mean at the end of the day like if we if we you know had like quote unquote the fans don't support the club then who is going to support the club i always say it's easy bro just there's another team down the road you can go support them you know they're you can you i mean i don't un- i don't understand how you just don't support your team
1: yeah like and it- I think, be reasonable be reasonable yeah, like yeah.
0: like i i can be mad and and i and i can understand and you know even me a tab ramos supporter like i talk shit about R- ramos when it needed to be done mm-hmm. you know i I was there when I said Ty Ramos should probably be fired. Yes, I, I did tell you also like, yeah, we should keep up on, you know, for 10 more games and see what's up. Well, and they're the like, perfect they're example right
1: there. Perfect example. I think the same people that are so negative right now about Tom, Tom Ramos 2.0, they're the same ones. that were super happy when Tom Ramos got. Yeah, they probably even
0: know. bought the hot sauce.
1: Exactly, dude. You ain't lying. And, and that's my point to me it's like, don't don't get us wrong we're not super ecstatic yet but there's more potential to be a you know things to be better than to get worse this, this
0: is the this is the perfect half full half empty like analogy like we haven't seen a minute of plain time of no literally nobody 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 knows about paulo nagamura nobody not like whoever is gonna sit here and say oh he's a good coach no you don't know because nobody follows skc2 nobody true, like, nobody true. nobody unless you are an skc2 fan which i don't think they have many because they have skc one you know <laughs> but like if you're gonna sit here and like you don't know i don't know either but i choose to look at the glass half like half full stop like like Rodriguez stop being negative nancy bro like look attempt to look at the glass half full just because you know matt jordan you know fucked you over seven years ago like for straight which i completely understand i apologize you know i apologize on behalf of matt jordan but bro (laughs) move on like how long are you yes like no move on wait this is like you cheating like this is you talking about your ex that left (laughs) you for another dude like 20 years after she left you. Like, move on, bro. Go <laughs> get another girl. Move on.
1: Yeah. Hey, Rodrigo, this is the thing. And I know you have something else to add. But what is Paulo's Nagamura record in the MLS? Tell the people.
2: Um, Let's just put it simply. Zero, <laughs> zero, zero. Oh, you my know, yeah, God. That is
1: terrible. You're telling me
2: he's never... Wins.
1: Never done zero wins, zero ties, zero losses. has
2: never lost in the MLS. Zero
0: wins on the road.
1: Wow, (laughs) that's incredible.
0: And at home. Zero wins at home.
2: No losses at home, though.
1: Yeah, there you go. Undefeated. No losses
2: on the road. Undefeated. Yeah, I mean, people complain about him, and I get it. But, like, look at other teams. Not even outside of the MLS. The um, men united, you know. They wanted Ole out. They finally got him out. They got Ragnik. Supposedly, was going to change the club, get him on, you know, first or whatever, win win the Premier. And now they want him out? Like, just because he had a couple bad games? Like, this is the thing. Like, you know, it's you don't know what to expect. And yes, it can go bad. It can go good. But even if you have the top team, top players, you're not going to, you know, you're not just guaranteed success. And I feel like with Nagamura in charge of Dynamo, like, we don't have top players, but we have something to start off on and yeah, he has no experience in the MLS, no wins, no losses, clean slate. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the best way to restart, I guess, our club. Um, you know, I really did a rebranding new, uh, new owner, new uh, general man- manager. Everything, you know, everything, man. Exactly. So like, this is the perfect restart button for the team right now. And um,
1: well, And with that, we'll keep, We'll you know, I think this. we talked a lot about Nagamura. There's a lot that we can keep going, but I do want to let you guys know that, you know, he's going to be officially introduced to the club uh, Tuesday, January 4th. So by the time you listen to this episode, he probably already did his press conference. If not, it's about to. But what's exciting too, it's there's a mention of additional special guests. So we don't know if, you know, maybe a player, maybe, yeah, maybe a player gets um, um, uh, introduced as well. We don't know. So we are, you know, excited. I mean, I, I can't say that I'm not excited. I'm excited because now we have the coach. Now we're able to use him um, and his insights to, you know, fill those DP spots. And whether it be bringing them out of Manotas back, who knows? But, Peace. you know, you, you kind of, as a fan, you know, every season is different. You know, just because, Dana, I'm blanking on who just won it. Oh, NYSCFC just won it. It's not given that they're going to win next year, right? Or the year before that. It's it's everybody, um, it has an opportunity, and we're hoping that the team gets closer to getting better to the beginning years that we were given an amazing club from San Jose that we kind of literally left deteriorate, right? Um, And I'm something we said before. I'm tired of sucking, right? I'm tired of being the worst team on on the West Conference. Rodrigo loves sucking, he said.
0: Uh- <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. But- TMI, TMI. <laughs>
1: But yeah, so it's like I, I want to be hopeful and you know know that or or want to see the club succeed. But oh, I think I think I'm down, man. I think I'm distressed myself a bit. I can see Christian like he said a lot of the, what his heart had been wanting to say, especially you motherfucking mean tweeters.
0: <laughs> but um, Shout out to those guys,
1: Christian, man, tell the people uh, how they can connect with us, my friend
0: yeah man so uh dynamo at dynamo theory on everything instagram twitter uh you can hit us up there you can go to dynamotheory.com to look at all the links all the articles everything that's coming out don't forget we do monday wednesday fridays we do breakfast breakfast links where we give you a little piece of information of soccer around the world Uh, so those are pretty cool so check those out every like i said three times a week uh dynamo theory podcast at gmail.com if you want to you know if you want to send your main tweet or if you want to send something you know talking shit about us that's fine too um it's welcome man it more
1: content for sure everything,
0: yeah basically everything you know goes on the rolodex of content uh you can find me at chris putaleas you can find rudy at rudy segura three and you can find rodrigo at rodrigo segura one
1: and before Rodrigo closes us out uh, with our forever quote, I'll let you do it, man. It's pretty simple. Don't get nervous. You're part of the team now. This is the three amigos. You know, this is the DT. Yeah. Whatever. We're we're gonna take it to a next level this season. I'm excited, but this is kind of sad. And I was like, am I in the memory? But my friends, I have a friend that uh, and I was in apartment life for a while. Her and this one's gonna hit Rodrigo because he loves dogs. But her dog just passed away. So I was like, man, you know, this is kind of like in her memory of Stella. So, you know, I know it's hard for some people and it's, you know, this couple of years I've been terrible with COVID. But I just wanted to give her a little shout out. Hopefully, that you know, she feels a little better, uh, especially hearing Astro barking in the background. But Rodrigo, man, go for it, my friend.
2: You can't put me in the spot and not let me know. <laughs> i don't
1: study this <laughs> dude it's super simple fine what christian christian you want to do it uh, go for it christian.
0: that's funny you just put them on blast i'm not deleting
1: down. any of this stuff by the way
0: <laughs> no, this is <laughs> it's okay. th- this is going this is all gonna be, to that. be there. <laughs> uh, definitely, well yeah don't forget you know forever orange and don't forget to always hold it down man